This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am here today to talk about my absolute favorite movie of all time, Aliens, from 1986, directed by James Cameron, starring Sigourney Weaver, Michael Biehn, Bill Paxton, Carrie Henn, Lance Hendrickson. It's an absolute classic sequel to the Ridley Scott movie, Alien. I first saw Aliens, to give you a little bit of a background information. I first saw Aliens when I was about nine years old, and it was actually one of the best times because at the time when I was that age, Independence Day had just hit theaters and was a global phenomenon. So I've had friends at the age, I, like I said, I was nine years old, and I one of my friends named Danny, a childhood friend of mine, showed me the very first Alien on like a VHS tape. Um, when I was over his house one time and I, you know, we like watched it as we were playing, but I still was actually pretty interested in what was going on in the movie. After Independence Day, I was really into aliens, honestly. So that summer, uh, which to age myself was about 1990, 1996, I got so into aliens. I rented it. I showed it to a few friends of mine and I was in. Um, and what's what's actually amazing about getting into it at that time was that because Independence Day came out and because it was such a uh, huge summer blockbuster for the time and especially for the 90s, um, that they actually, it was the 10 year anniversary of the first Alien, of Aliens actually. Um, Aliens came out in 1986, Independence Day came out in 1996. So... When Independence Day came out, there was a surplus of Aliens toys that were hitting KB Toys, Toys R Us, uh, all the markets in the 1990s. Um, so I, me and a couple of neighborhood friends of mine were actually starting to buy those toys. Uh, I had, you know, we had Hicks, Hudson, Vasquez, Ripley, all, all the characters were, were toys. So I started collecting them when I was very young and playing those toys with those toys with my neighborhood friends. Um, I personally remember uh, Hudson was a very hard toy to find. And so I remember for Christmas, particularly my mom saying, I'm like, I really want Hudson. So, uh, like Santa has to bring Hudson uh, the Hudson toy for Christmas. I really got to get Hudson. I won't be leaving Santa Claus anymore if, if I don't get Hudson. And funny enough, I did get Hudson. And I, for like one more moment, I believe it was Santa. Because I was like, at that age where, 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 you know, it was like, Santa's like, do you exist? Do you not exist? I'm not sure. So I got Hudson. Hudson was my guy. Um, and I will get into that shortly. Um, but that's a little background information. Um, I did, had all the toys when I was a kid, even though, you know, I was nine. You really, it's funny going back and watching like, you know, those old 90s cartoons and seeing like toys for kids that are actually like R-rated movies, uh, which doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> um, but still, so I got really into Aliens and it was actually helped by the movie Independence Day. So now that I'm an older, I'm an adult, I won't say my age, <laughs> but Aliens is still my favorite movie of all time. 
Um, even after all these years, Aliens is still my favorite movie. And why is that? Well, I think structurally it's, um, you know, you don't have to go very far to, to find that it's arguably one of the greatest sequels ever made, standing next to The Godfather Part Two, The Dark Knight, uh, especially Terminator 2, both done by James Cameron. Um, and now before I get into Aliens, I will talk about James Cameron for a moment because I actually think James Cameron is excellent at sequels. Uh, I, you know, recently Avatar The Way of Water had come out, so he knows how to do sequels. Not only does he know how to do sequels, he knows how to do them properly because what is a sequel supposed to be? It's supposed to be a little bit more. It's supposed to expand the story more. It's supposed to get into the characters a little bit more. It just evolves everything from whatever the first movie was. So James Cameron with Terminator and with Aliens, he took like basic plot beats of those first movies from Ridley Scott and himself because he did the first Terminator and he just expanded upon it. And I actually think he is like almost a prime example of how to do a sequel properly because he took what was great about the original and just expanded upon it. He didn't change it. He just expanded upon it and evolved it. Even to the point of like both those movies, Terminator and Alien and then Terminator 2 and Aliens, both those movies are excellent examples of how to do a sequel right. Because arguably some of them even, and those two particularly, they take the, the sequel and they just expand upon the original. Even to the point where there's a lot of similar plot beats to the original, but they're just expanded upon. Here's an example. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Aliens. Um, at the end of the first Alien, Ripley believes that she got the creature in the Nostromo. She blew it up. She's safe in the escape pod with the cat Jonesy. And she's just putting everything together so she can go into hypersleep. And then, oh my God, the alien is in the ship with her. So there becomes a fourth act, which was kind of arguably unheard of at the time and he actually does the exact same thing with his sequel that he wrote and directed with uh ripley instead of it being on her escape pod in the ship instead it's the ship the sulaco and they thought they defeated the the not only the queen but the hive of aliens on lv426 and everything exploded um, and then, oh, the queen alien got herself on board. So there becomes a epilogue or a fourth act, as you will. But instead of in the first alien where she's kind of strapped to a chair and she's freaking out about like the alien being there, she turns around, she sees it, she screams, she shoots it, it blasts off into space. She gets it. She won. But in the second movie, not only does she see it, she calls it a bitch which is amazing. And then also she fights it hand-to-hand -hand combat with a power loader, which is the most boss move I've ever seen in a movie. Um, you want to talk about female empowerment. I know Ripley is like top of that food chain. Even in this day and age in, in uh, 2023, Ripley still, I think, holds that motif, particularly because she fights the queen alien at the end of that movie hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat with a power loader. And that is the most female empowerment thing I've ever seen in my life.
But I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. So let's talk about the movie. Let's go, let's go back to the beginning. Aliens was pitched by James Cameron, supposedly at a pitch meeting with him just writing the word alien on a, on a chalkboard or a, uh, a dry erase board and just writing the S with the dollar signs on there. And he has since confirmed that, honestly. Not only that, uh, Sigourney Weaver was not even aware that they were developing an Alien sequel till very late in the game. And, uh, you know, at, for the time, she made out like a bandit when it came to money because James Cameron said, I'm not doing this without Sigourney. Um, so she definitely got paid very well. Not only got paid very well, but got was Oscar nominated for her performance as Ripley in Aliens. Sigourney Weaver has said that actually James Cameron is one of the only people that actually knows how to write Ripley on the page. Um, and I've watched all four uh, of the Alien movies before recording this. And I, there's, a, there's a couple of common things about them. The biggest one being that in every single movie, nobody believes Ripley until everything completely goes down. So I'm going to focus on the second movie, Aliens. Uh, in that particular movie, she is brought on as a an advisor to go to LV-426 after her experience uh, in the first movie because she comes back after 57 years of hypersleep and they find her, uh, Deep Salvage Team finds her, um, and they bring her back to Gateway Station from Earth. Uh, and she is godsmacked, realizing that she was drifting in space for about 57 years. Unfortunately, she lost her daughter of old age because she was out there for so long. And for those of you that aren't aware, I'm going to be talking about more the director's cut of Aliens because that has a little bit more information uh, than the theatrical cut. And James Cameron has officially said that this is his preferred cut. Now, in that cut, it is revealed that Ripley had a daughter uh, that was about 11 years old that she promised she would make home for her 11th birthday. In the movie, uh, her daughter passes away at about 68, um, and she's completely grief-stricken with it. And then on top of that, right after she finds out her daughter died, she has to go give a presentation to the Weyland yutani Corporation on why she destroyed their very expensive uh, strip, the Nostromo spends three hours talking about it and of course nobody believes her and uh sidebar i didn't realize this and i know it's been making rounds over the internet over the past couple of years but lambert of the first alien movie played by veronica cartwright uh is actually trans if that is the case i think that makes her death in the first alien movie all the more horrifying because there was this very clear um, imagery that she was sort of quote-unquote penetrated in some way which I know that's what the first alien movie was all about so for a character like that I think that would be the absolute worst fate for them but I just wanted to bring that up because the I think the main point of aliens is actually the idea and the theme of family with that theme, we get uh, hit, uh, Newt's family in the beginning are the ones to discover the derelict spacecraft. Uh, the Marine Corps is cons kind of considered its own family. And then there's the sort of surrogate family that Ripley forms uh, with Hicks and Newt and arguably Hudson and Vasquez. 
I actually like to think that Hudson and Vasquez are like sort of the wacky aunt and wacky uncle of the family. Uh, obviously, Ripley's the mother, uh, Newt the daughter, child, uh, Hicks the father, but you got Hudson, who's kind of like the sort of... Not only is he the audience surrogate, but I kind of think he's sort of the wacky uncle as well, which I think is a lot of fun. Because as a child... Hudson was my absolute favorite character, and I remember being nine years old and trying to find the Hudson action figure and having this little bit of an obsession with with uh, Bill Paxton, because when I saw Aliens at the for the first time, I'd also just seen the movie Twister, which was a huge movie in the 90s. And I was like, he's in Twister, he's in Aliens. I think I also saw Terminator at the same time. I'm like, wow. Oh, also Predator 2. This guy's in everything. This guy, he's the best actor ever. I basically wanted him to be my dad, um, which is hilarious. Um, and also sad because when I was, I moved out to Los Angeles and he's like the one person I really, really, really wanted to meet. And unfortunately, he passed away uh, before I could meet him. So I was very devastated about that. But he's a great surrogate for the audience, but also kind of the wacky uncle. I think Vasquez could arguably the wacky aunt as well. And then at the very end, you get both mothers, Ripley being mother, quote unquote, of the humans, and then the the queen alien being the mother of the aliens and then they actually battle hand-to-hand combat which is honestly one of the most awesome things not only as a child but as an adult i truly believe that one of my favorite scenes in a movie ever is actually the moment i think in one of the operations room where I think it's like the end of the second act where the remaining Marines, Hicks, Vasquez, Hudson, with Ripley and Newt and Gorman and the traitor Burke all come together and the aliens have broken into the station and are attacking and everything goes crazy. Hudson goes out like a champ with crazy swear words cursing up a storm, firing his pulse rifle on all cylinders and murdering aliens as he gets pulled down under the rafter. Hicks tries, it's it's like one of the greatest, it's one of my absolute favorite scenes of any movie ever. It just, And then they, they go into the air ducts, they're trying to escape the aliens. It's still to this day, I can't, like, there's no movie I think to this day that actually, like, gets suspense the way those moments get. Nothing, nothing hits the marks like though, like they do. I don't get goosebumps the way I do with that movie. It's, it's to me. If you haven't seen it, it's one of the greatest like segments of a movie, if not one of the greatest movies of all time. I've actually had the opportunity in my life to meet both Michael Biehn, who played Corporal Hicks, and uh, Mark Rolston, who played Drake in Aliens. Both of them very kind nice people like i've said earlier i wish i could have met bill paxton um but alas uh rest in peace i think it's he's one of the greatest actors of our time um but michael bean and mark rolston were lovely human beings and they have nothing but respect and just appreciation for being a part of that series um get shit done 
Like, watching all the movies together, nobody believes her in every movie. Every movie she proves herself, especially with aliens. Aliens is great because they treat her like she's nobody. All the Marines treat like it's nothing. It's a nothing mission. And then all of a sudden, after the first attack and most of the Marines get killed in the hive... She's basically put in charge of everything. And it's kind of, it's by default because Gorman, who was the one that, who was the inexperienced lieutenant that's commanding the, the Marine Corps to LV-426, he not only does he get knocked out, but he's basically sidelined for the rest of the movie because he, of his injury. And then, of course, by the end, she's the one saving the day and also fighting the queen alien with sort of quote-unquote hand-to-hand combat, even though she's in a power loader. It's, I think, one of the greatest uh, cinematic failures that Alien 3 opened up with the death of uh, Corporal Hicks and Newt, uh, leaving Ripley by herself in Alien 3. That family dynamic was extremely important to uh, not only the audience, but James Cameron, um, the one benefit I will give Alien 3 is that it really shows that the alien as a parasite is not only relentless, but it creates Ripley as a character that will destroy the alien at any cost. In between Alien and Alien 3, uh, she is impregnated with an alien that makes zero sense in Alien 3 in the opening sequence. Uh, there's a facehugger on board. It impregnates her, uh, causes a fire, kills Newt and Hicks in the crash landing of Fury 161. Um, the Like I said, the one thing I give Alien, credit, Alien 3 credit for is that um, not only is the alien absolutely relentless as a movie villain, but also Ripley is relentless as a movie hero. Because by the third alien, she does not care about anything or anyone. She just wants the alien and the entire species completely dead and destroyed. So her trying to just grab the alien hand-to-hand combat style and pull herself into it because it needs to die. And she sacrifices herself at the end of Alien 3 because she has uh, an alien queen inside of her. So she needs to destroy it completely, not only so the species doesn't uh, procreate, but also so that Weyland-Yutani, an American corporation, wink, wink, doesn't get a hold of it. said about Alien 3 over the years, it has since... Uh, regain a little bit of a following and appreciation. I honestly think it's because it's the only Alien 3 we got and we just kind of have to suck it up and deal with it. But in, in 2015, we almost got a sort of legacy sequel to Aliens, which would have, I think, would have been the best way to go. Uh, it would have been a sequel to Aliens and ignored Alien 3 and 4. Uh, directed and written by Neil Blomkamp. I highly recommend you Google image or Google search Alien 5 or Alien Neil Blomkamp because that movie is, the I think, the biggest missed opportunity um, we'll ever get from Hollywood. Instead, we got Alien Covenant because Ridley Scott 
um, at the time was riding high on his success on The Martian, whereas Neil Blomkamp, who was going to do this really cool legacy sequel to Aliens, uh, his movie Chappie did not do so well, so Ridley Scott got to be the one to decide what was going to happen. I have the utmost respect for Ridley Scott, but at the same time, um, I think that he needs to move away from Aliens uh, in his older age. I love uh, Raised by Wolves. I loved Blade Runner 2049. I loved The Martian, but I think his sensibilities have kind of shifted a little bit over the years, and I think somebody else needs to take the reins on the Alien franchise. Fetty Alvarez, who uh, is famous for the Evil Dead remake and also Don't Breathe, is tasked with creating a new Alien movie. And given with the success of Prey last year, I'm hoping he's able to deliver a new and fresh take on the Alien franchise. Ideally, I would like a legacy sequel to Aliens, bringing back not only Ripley, but also Hicks and Newt. You can even have... Sigourney Weaver come back as Ripley, Michael Biehn as Corporal Hicks, you know, have Jennifer Lawrence as Newt or Brie Larson as Newt or anybody that's kind of like hot at the moment, honestly. And they can kind of carry the franchise uh, onwards. But I think a lot of fans would like to see Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection erased because they kind of have to force themselves to like it because that's really all we have. Um, with Halloween and also even, I'd argue, Terminator Dark Fate, we've had the return of Laurie Strode. We've had the return of Sarah Connor. Why have we not had the return of uh, Ellen Ripley yet? I feel like Aliens is the prime example and not only that, like the tippy top of franchises that is not only due for a legacy sequel, but also something people are excited for. Everybody would be excited if uh, Sigourney Weaver came back as Ripley. Everyone would be excited if Michael Biehn came back as Hicks and they cast a new sort of young whatever actress as Newt and then in that movie, Newt can, you know, maybe be the franchise uh, leader from then on out. I know they were about to do this in 2015 with Neil Blomkamp. I will say this till the day I die. I think that is the biggest missed opportunity we've ever got. Neil Blomkamp had a, an amazing sequel idea for Aliens. It was a legacy sequel. Google it. Just Google Alien or Neil Blomkamp and both uh, that could have been the best movie instead we got alien covenant um which unfortunately is what it is i hope you enjoyed my rant about aliens today thanks so much for listening and have an amazing day Squad.